Good afternoon. This is Pamela, and you're listening to Watchmen on the Pod. We are going to begin reading Chapter 3 today, The Early Saints' Perspective, and this is from the book Revelation Timeline Decoded, Messiah's Apocalyptic apocalyptic vision is a war manual that uses symbols and layers to hide the fulfillment. The author is David Nakio Wilcoxon. And here we go. Chapter three, the early saints perspective. Some people cite the early church father's perspective of revelation prophecy fulfillment, proclaiming that they must know the true fulfillment because they live close to disciples time. But the early church saints perspective during the first few centuries has to be seen in proper context. For example, early church fathers thought that the length of the antichrist beast reign of power and the time of great tribulation foretold in revelation 13 would be three and a half years they expected an individual antichrist who would rise to power out of the fallen roman empire rule for 1260 days and then messiah would return they had no concept that the antichrist beast would reign 1260 years as they weren't in the frame of mind to see that one day was pointing to one year so we have to keep that in mind when people cite the beliefs of early church fathers of the first few centuries, because some people proclaim that their views are as authoritative as scripture. In History Unveiling Prophecy, Henry Greeton Guinness says, to have interpreted the 1,260 days as symbolically representing 1,260 years of suffering and subjected condition of witnesses to gospel truth was, of course, impossible at that early period of the church's history. The latter view only dawned upon the minds of the apocalyptic interpreters during the actual fulfillment of the prophecy of the Middle Ages. It was universally believed that after the Roman Empire split and the Antichrist appeared, it was the end of the world and the kingdom of heaven was at hand. They no doubt believed in three and a half years so of tribulation based on the 42 months prophecy, but it was unimaginable to think it would last 1,260 years. Chapter 4, The Doctrine of Preterism. Before we get to the fulfillment of Revelation, let me address an association that some people make when you explain Revelation's historical fulfillment, because it's contrary to the futurist explanations that they've been taught. They put, they put you in a box and call you a preterist. So what is preterism? It's another false prophecy fulfillment perspective created by the Jesuit to deflect blame away from the... Oh, let me see what that one is, guys. It's ACBP, and that's the Antichrist Beast Pope, the White Pope. Okay, yes. Okay, I'm going to stop that there just for a minute. Remember, back on Watchmen on the Pod, you're going to see it. If you dig deep, you will find that I have proven that preterist was from the Jesuits also. People don't realize it, but it is, plain and simple. So let's continue with that. If you keep looking, you'll see, compare, 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 confirm, search it out, go to God, he will show you the truth. In the 16th century, Spanish Jesuit Louis de Alcazar wrote a 900-page commentary called Investigation of the Hidden Sense of the Apocalypse. He proposed that all of Revelation applied to the era of pagan Rome. Most preterists 
believe that Revelation is symbolic and that all or most of it was fulfilled in the first century or the first few centuries. The Roman Emperor Nero was the Antichrist beast. That is not what I teach, so I am not a preterist. I am a historist who proves in this book that most of the prophecies in Revelation have been fulfilled during the last 1900 years and there's not much left to be fulfilled before Messiah returns. Don't let people put you in a box when you try to help them see the historical fulfillment of prophecy. The exacting historical fulfillment of the prophecies in Revelation proves futurism and preterism is wrong. Keep in mind Paul's admonition in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 10 verse 2. And if any man think that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. Wow. Chapter 5. History unveils prophecy. People try to figure out revelation based on what's going on in the world today, but to their detriment, they ignore what has happened to the saints during the last 1900 years. History unveils prophecy. Unless you understand the history of the persecution of the saints, the Roman Empire, the Roman Popes, the Dark Ages, the Inquisition, and the Protestant Reformation. You cannot understand Messiah's revelation because he was foretelling the narrative of those things. In its simplest form, the apocalyptic or ap apocalyptic vision is the narrative of the historical battle between Satan-empowered leader of the Roman beast kingdom fighting against Messiah and his saints. We can look back and see how most of it has been fulfilled in exacting detail. Based on that, we can see where we're on the fulfillment timeline and what will happen next as we await Messiah's glorious return. In the 18th century, Edward Gibbon wrote the epic six volume, The History of the Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. Gibbon had no belief in the divine origin of the true faith. We can use it as an impartial and fair witness, for he didn't write it to refute or vindicate the prophecies in the Bible. Amazingly, it documents the time from the first seal unto the sixth trumpet, from its height of power to its fall. In Vision of the Ages, 1881, Barton Johnson says, The Greek word for revelation is transferred into the English by the word apocalypse. This means uncovering. In the fourth verse of the opening chapter, a blessing is pronounced upon those who read, hear, and keep the words of this prophecy. No more emphatic blessing is pronounced upon the study of any part of the word of the Lord. The reader will return to the fifth chapter. He will find that a sealed book, the book of the unknown future, sealed with from mortal eyes, was in the hands of him who sat on the throne and that the lion of the tribe of Judah prevailed to open the book. One after another in succession the seals are loosed and the map of the future, especially the history of the church and its enemies, is unrolled until its final triumph. Not only are the seals open and the future disclosed, but the predictions have been in a great part fulfilled and can be read upon the pages of history. Too many have failed to study it in light of history. John says that the things referred to were shortly to come to pass. They were future when he wrote prophecy then. They are nearly all in the past 
history now. The book of prophecy must be held in one hand and the book of history in the other. Too many would be interpreters have been shamefully ignorant of the history of the church and the perils of the church from its political or spiritual foes. A familiarity with the great work of the infidel Gibbon, the history and the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, a history of mankind for over 1,300 years, will flood the meaning of Revelation with light. The infidel historian has unwittingly fortified the word of God. The Spirit used Jewish-Roman historian Josephus to document the events of the first century, which led to the Jewish-Roman War of 66 to 70 AD and the desolation of, of Jerusalem, the temple, and the Jewish nation. And the Spirit used Roman historian Edward Gibbon to help us see the fulfillment of Revelation's seals and trumpets. How amazing is our Heavenly Father who uses men to accomplish His, his purposes for His saints. Hallelujah! Praise God! Today, we have an even greater viewpoint than the Protestant reformers and the theologians of the 16th through the 19th centuries because we have so much evidence before us. We are more accountable. I disliked history class in school, but now that I've learned the truth about prophecy fulfillment, I love learning history because it tangibly proves the authority of Scripture and edifies my faith. Praise God. You know what? I could tell that this man is a brother in Christ, and I'm going to tell you why, because I am just like one with him on that. On that, you know what? I failed school. <laughs> All horrible. I didn't even really, I did not pass the ninth grade on how else to put it. I did get to go into the 10th grade, but I was like in 9R or something like that, which means I did not have enough credit to go into the 10th grade completely, but I didn't. I had enough credits to go out of the ninth grade, if that makes any sense. I was like in between. So anyway, God's good. God's good. God's good. I'm going to read one more chapter, then close it, and then I'll pick it up after that. Okay. Chapter 6, Revelation is a layer, a layered war manual. Messiah's apocalyptic vision is a war manual, which is layered and coded with symbols to hide the message from those who should not understand it. That includes people who don't study the whole word, who don't hunger and pray for the truth about prophecy fulfillment. If you try to make sense of it as one chronological narrative, the narrative seems disjointed. That's because it has four chronological layers whose fulfillment spans from when it was written until Messiah returns. When the four layers are all overlapped onto a timeline, they all fit together and reveal the apocalyptic vision. That word, I'm going to get it right one of these days. I made this Revelation Fulfillment Chart graphic to help you see how the four chronological layers interact. For a high-quality version to print out, go to RevelationTimelineDecoded.com website, click on the Revelation Summaries link on the main menu, and then save the Revelation Timeline Decoded Summary image. Print it out in a landscape mode in color if possible. I will prompt you to reference the chart as we go through the study. Wow. Hmm. 
Somehow I'm going to have to print that out and put it on the wall right next to me, and I'm not sure how, but we'll figure it out. The first layer describes three, the three phases of the Roman beast kingdom. Daniel pointed to Rome in describing the fourth beast kingdom, which stays in power until Messiah returns to destroy it. The first layer is given in Revelation chapter 12 through 13, where John describes the three phases of the Roman beast kingdom and the Satan-empowered leaders, the pagan emperors. The, um, let's see, let me go back over here so I can pull this out. The ACBP, which is the Antichrist beast pope, the white pope, and then the false prophet, Jesuit, oh, secretary general that his followers battle against. The second layer describes the seven church eras of Revelation 2 through 3. In Revelation 2 through 3, John describes seven church eras which have spanned from John from when John wrote the vision until Messiah returns. The saints of Messiah in these church eras have had to battle against the different phases of the Roman beast kingdom. The third layer describes the seal, trumpet, and bowl judgments. On the Revelation Fulfillment chart, you can see how the seal, trumpet, and bold judgments occur during the different Roman beast kingdom phases and the different church eras. The fourth layer describes how the Pope's harlot church came to be, Revelation 17 through 18, describes the harlot church of Rome, which is led by the Antichrist, um, black, is it black pope? Let me see, AC, let me go here so I get this right now. AC, the Antichrist beast pope, okay? It gives many details about the apostate church so that she is unmistakable. And it describes the judgment of the harlot church. Revelation 19 describes the bride of Messiah being made ready, the capture of the ACBP, Antichrist, uh, is that Black Pope? Let me go make sure I got it right again. Beast Pope, okay? And the false prophet, Jesuit Secretary General. The desolation of the armies with them, Satan being bound, and the saints reigning in power. Hallelujah. This book explains the prophecies. Are there as they're fulfilled on the timeline so that you see how the four chronological layers interact to comprehend the whole vision. All right, praise God. I'm going to end that there because like I said, I'm going to stop. We'll pick up on chapter seven. I'm not sure how many chapters we'll read next time. But what I want to do is I want to get that map printed out. So I'm going well, not map this layer of faces printed out. So I can refer to that as I'm reading. Do it all. Go go do it. See if you can too. If you can't print it out, then put it on your laptop. Put it on your computer. Put it on your cell phone. However you can do it. But I really suggest that you do it and follow along. I love you all so very, very much. Take this to the Father in prayer. Seek his face. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him also to help you empty yourself out of any preconceived notions Anything that you have learned in the past completely and totally empty you and to fill you full of his word. Search these things out for yourself. You cannot take my word for it. You cannot take our brother David's word for it. You have got to search it out for yourself and ask the precious Holy Spirit who is our teacher 
to teach you, to lead you, to guide you. I love you all so very much. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Your nose in the book, which is the word of God. And embed the word of God upon the tablets of your hearts. So you will not sin against God or be deceived. Till next time. Be blessed, brothers and sisters. Say in prayer. Keep your eyes on Jesus.